Hey guys, what's going on? James here, and welcome back to yet another day of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2022 training camp recap. I am yet again not alone in this video today. Joining me yet again, my colleague from BucksNation.com, also the co-host of the Cannon Fire podcast here on YouTube. It is Evan Wanish. Evan, how you doing today? What were your thoughts overall on the training camp practice today? I'm doing good to start off. Um, it was another hot one, I think. It was a very hot one again. For the second day in pads, the Bucks didn't really catch a break with the weather, I think. Now, the sun did go down. There, like It went in like some clouds a little bit, but it was still hot. and uh, There was positives. Uh, I, I think the, the offense was a little sloppy at, at times. Uh, the, the quarterbacks missed some throws. We'll get into it. But, I mean, overall, it's... Personally, for me, it's never a bad day when you're at a training camp practice, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we weren't credentialed for this practice today, unfortunately, but we were able to still get some pretty darn good footage for you guys overall that you are seeing on your screens. Now, like you said, Evan, was another really hot day. Don't know if it was as hot as yesterday, but still a pretty hot day. Nonetheless, that's what you get this time of year. Unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not use their indoor facility. Don't really know why. Would help out a lot in these types of situations, but you do want to get these players adjusted to the heat overall for game time situations. But Evan, let's go ahead and dive into some of our takeaways from this training camp practice today. Let's first start off with the offensive side of the football, going at wide receivers yet again to start things off. First things first, Brashad Perriman was held out of practice today. He did get a little banged up yesterday in practice. We'd actually seen him going to the locker room with some of the training staff at some point yesterday. Forgot to mention that in yesterday's video, unfortunately, but like you talked about uh, in you know yesterday's video, this did leave some opportunities for guys like Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller to get more opportunities. And Scotty Miller did do some good things here or there, but Tyler Johnson was one of the big takeaways from this day yet again for the second day in a row. What your what were your thoughts on all three of these guys? Yeah, well, early on, like you, know, you said, Miller kind of flashed um, in the one on ones and stuff, and a lot of the the individual drills. But but when it came time to like scrimmage, uh, Tyler Johnson again was uh, making the the plays that he needs to make over the middle of the field. And uh, I think we could all agree he's more of a possession receiver, right? He's not a, a speed burner. Uh, he's not a guy that's gonna just win 50-50 balls, you know, he's not Mike Evans being 6-5, you know, uh, so being over the middle of the, of the field and kind of playing that Chris Godwin role for this offense, I think is important for Johnson to showcase what he can do, um, because both these guys, we talked about it yesterday, they are no locks to make this roster, they, they are certainly no locks uh, to make this roster, and I think there's a good chance at least one of them, maybe even both of them, are not on this team in a, a month or so, you know. So uh, it, it was good for them to have another uh, good day, especially with the pads on. Uh, on, the, on the Can of Fire podcast, we talk about the Kenny Bell effect, and that was in 2015. Uh, Kenny Bell was, like, unstoppable in OTAs and in the first part of training camp in shorts and t-shirts. But when the pads came on, it was a different story. Uh, Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller so far, two days in the pads, have looked good. Let's hope they can keep it up. 
Uh, we don't have any real update on Rashad Perryman. We don't know if he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, we don't know if it was just a precautionary that the Bucks held him out. We'll see. They have another practice tomorrow. We won't be there, unfortunately, but uh, there will be, I'm sure, some type of update on Perryman's status. Yeah, I would say, you know, we did see him out there, as you guys can see on your screen. It doesn't look like he was in a great deal of pain or had to be off the field or anything along those lines. I would say it's more likelier than not precautionary. He was able to leave the field under his own power. In yesterday's practice, he is, I wouldn't say necessarily a lock for that fifth wide receiver spot, Evan, but it does seem like he is more likely or a favorite, but obviously him missing time is not the best thing in the world right now. In the case of Scotty Miller and Tyler, Johnson, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Scotty Miller, he is definitely a guy who is on that roster bubble. In fact, I would say he's pretty fairly a guy who is on the outside looking in. And I know there's a lot of Scotty Miller fans out there, but that's just the way things are right now with the amount of depth that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. That's just the way things are for a guy like Miller. Now, in the case of Tyler Johnson, you know, I'm just going to be blunt. I think he has a better chance of making this roster than a guy like Scotty Miller. You take a look at Johnson. He's done some good things for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the past at a more consistent basis. They've trusted him more than Scotty Miller on a more consistent basis in terms of getting reps whenever guys have sustained injuries and things along those lines and he's putting together some decent momentum for a second day in a row in training camp practice but I do agree with you that even with this momentum you know Tyler Johnson's got to keep it going he's not as safe as some people want to believe I know there are a lot of Tyler Johnson fans out there Evan ourselves included we like Tyler Johnson but right now you have Mike Evans Chris Godwin Russell Gage Julio Jones those are four guys who are not going anywhere. You have Brashad Perriman, who's probably not going anywhere as well, which I think is maybe a little bit debatable, but, you know, again, could be a pretty safe assumption. Then you have guys like Jalen Darden. He might not be going anywhere. He was a fourth-round draft pick last year. Probably not a guy who you expect to cut in year number two. You have veterans Cyril Grayson, you have Tyler Johnson, and you have Scotty Miller, maybe battling for one or two spots against maybe a guy like Brashad Perriman if you don't want to assume he's not going to make the roster. It's really an uphill climb, in my opinion, for guys like that where they need this type of momentum. And Tyler Johnson had some of that today, not just because of the fact that Brashad Perriman is missing this day, which, you know, is kind it of helps. a... Yeah, which is kind of a positive in the case of this for Tyler Johnson, but also that he strung together another good day of practice. But... You know, kind of talking about some more of the offensive firepower that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, rookie Rashad White actually had a pretty nice day catching the football, making some explosive runs during the day. One thing that you had talked about on Twitter that actually blew up a lot was, uh, you know, Rashad White putting the shake and bake on Keanu Neal, really juking him out of his shoes. It was a wild situation. What were your thoughts on Rashad White today? Yeah, just talking about that play for a second, uh, they were doing just... Uh, some one-on-one -on -one running back versus tight end uh, versus tight end versus linebacker safeties. In this instance, it was Rashad White versus Keanu Neal, and like you said, Rashad White put the the shake and bake on him. And you can go to my Twitter at EvanNFL to see the video, or you can check out the article on BucksNation.com recapping the day. But uh, Rashad White looked good. He looked comfortable catching the ball, and we we have to mention uh, Giovanni Bernard was out just like we mentioned with Tyler Johnson with Brashad Perryman you know Giovanni Bernard being out that may have helped Rashad White today 
And we believe this was just a veteran's day off. We don't believe anything is wrong with uh, Giovanni Bernard. We don't think there's any injury or anything. Uh, but he was able to, to get the day off, and Rashad White took advantage. He looks comfortable in his role right now. And I do, I still do believe that by midseason, there's a good chance that Rashad White could be this team's third down back like for good. Yeah, I, I do believe what you're saying there. You know, Giovanni Bernard, yeah, I think it was a rest day. He didn't look in any discomfort or any pain. He just seemed like he was relaxing today. It didn't seem like it was a, a big deal, nothing along those lines. But that did leave some opportunities for White, like you said, showcasing a little bit of his skills against Keanu Neal, former first-round draft pick in his own right. You know, Keanu Neal is no slouch, and the fact that Rashad White put the moves on him like that was a very good thing, I think, to see for the young running back. Not so much Keanu Neal, but definitely a good thing to see for Rashad White moving forward. Like you said, Bernard being out, I think that White was able to make a decent bit of his opportunities. A couple of things I do want to say, because you did just see it on your screen there. Uh, Cam Brady had a couple of nice catches today. Kyle Rudolph had a couple of nice catches today as well. What have been your thoughts on those two tight ends and how they've been performing in training camp so far? Yeah, so Devin White actually said the other day that he thinks Cameron Brate's been the best tight end in camp so far. Now Kyle Rudolph got there a little bit late. Obviously, he just signed, so he's still he's still probably learning on the job here. And Cameron Brate is in this offense for the fourth year, so um, you know that that's a tough situation for Rudolph. And then obviously the rookie Kate Otten who wasn't able to participate in any OTAs or anything because he had an injury. He's cleared now, so he's trying to play catch-up as, as a rookie. Uh, I thought the tight ends have looked good. Obviously, you're not going to be able to replace Rob Gronkowski just like that, right? It's not going to be that easy, and uh, I do think you can see a drop-off for sure. There is some limitations there, and I think you'll see that throughout the season. Um, but, you know, there's actually a, a tight end that I put in my camp notes because I wanted to bring this up, but... Uh, actually later, but we're talking about tight end. So let, let, let's bring up his name. I, I thought that uh, Bug, Bug Howard, who uh, it was just recently signed, just the other day, actually. Um, he used to be, well, he's with a ton of different teams, but he hasn't played a game in the NFL. But he was most notably and most recently with the USFL Philadelphia Stars, the runner-up for the championship. And uh, I, I've liked what I've seen out of Bug Howard now, to be fair, it's been a small sample size, but I still do like what I have seen out of him. I think he's looked comfortable catching the ball. I think he looks just smooth. I think is that's the same way I, I described Jalen Darden's day yesterday. I think Bug Howard looks smooth, and I, I do think you could see him earn a spot on this roster or, or even the practice squad. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. It's still early, but I think uh, so far he's flashed. Yeah, you know, Bug Howard, hey, apparently the man's got a lot of fans here on the channel. A lot of people were interested in the Bug Howard signing, but, you know, hopefully things go well for him. A lot of people are very intrigued by Bug Howard and what he may potentially add as a developmental tight end. In the case of Cam Brate and Kyle Rudolph, you know, Cam Brate's had his good moments. They've treated him with a good amount of starting reps with some of those guys. But Kyle Rudolph, too, has really been treated like a starter so far up to this point in training camp, which isn't too, too surprising, mainly because, you know, Kyle Rudolph's a veteran, and a lot of these guys who are in the grouping now are rookies or undrafted free agents, things along those lines. So, yeah, it makes sense Rudolph would be getting a lot of work with the ones, but it's still an interesting thing to make a note of. He is developing that chemistry with Tom Brady, and things are continuing to progress along those lines. But 
Taking a quick look at the defensive side of the football, Evan, Ross Cockrell actually had another pretty interesting day today. Not as good of a day as he had yesterday, but he still did have a couple of nice plays. What were your thoughts on Ross Cockrell in training camp today? Yeah, he just keeps sticking out to me. Um, you know, and it's important because, like we mentioned uh, yesterday, he's in a battle right now. You know, he is definitely in a battle uh, for that fourth corner spot with Zion McCollum. And I think right now he's in the lead. Obviously, Zion McCollum is going to make the roster, but I think to start the season, if you're looking at a depth chart, I do think Ross Cockrell is going to be called upon to be their, their fourth corner. I think he's looked pretty good this camp. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, nothing against Zion McCollum, but Ross Cockrell's going out there making plays. We haven't really spoken about Zion McCollum too much yet in these training camp videos. It is what it is, folks. He's a rookie. You know, people knew this was going to be a developmental type situation with really any rookie that you draft in the league. Things are going to be taken a little bit slower right away. So Ross Cockrell, he is maintaining some consistency of what we've seen in training camps past. It's good to have him going out there and having some solid days couple of things uh, else that I want to talk about here, Evan. Ryan Suckup was the kicker again today. He made all of his kicks, 7 for 7, making some far distant kicks in there as well. It has been an intense competition that we have talked about multiple times here in multiple videos about Jose Borregales versus Ryan Suckup. What was your thought on the kicking battle today? Yeah, Suckup responded in a big way. We were talking about how Borregales has been getting a lot of the the kicks in these practices. Uh, really suck up the first few days, kicked a little bit, and then he was kind of quiet. And Borregales was getting them, and suck up made his kicks count. He definitely did. And uh, distance has always been a problem for suck up with the Bucks, uh, and I think that's why they were kind of looking at Borregales. Borregales does have a stronger leg. Uh, while Suckup is reliable, I think they're looking for a guy with maybe a little bit of a stronger leg, but Suckup showed that power today, and uh, while there wasn't like any 56, you know, 57-yard field goals, he did make, uh, I believe, two from 50-plus, from so uh, he did show off his power, and he looked good, and this is going to be I still think it's going to be determined by the preseason games, and I'm very curious to see what happens there. Yeah, so far, these guys have been dead even, right? Maybe one missed kick from Borgales, but like we talked about in yesterday's video, can't really doubt the guy too, too much on that. It was a tough situation to be in. Like you said, game time situations are going to be really what sets these guys apart, and you figure they probably have to go with Borgales. They already know what they're going to get from Ryan Seckup in game time situations, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. If in that first preseason game, we do see a lot more of Jose Borregales in those game time situations. But Evan, just a couple more notes here, just to kind of round things off. Um, all in all, this was a, not a meh practice, but just not a, a great practice overall. It was, for lack of a better word, kind of boring. You know, the offense didn't have a ton of really big plays. The defense didn't really have a ton of big plays. There was still some interesting stuff. Right, you know, Jalen Darden still getting work as a returner. Kenyon Barner, both guys who have had experience in the past on this team as returners. But a new name that was kind of thrown in there into that mix was Rashad White. What were your thoughts on practice overall and kind of the returning game so far? Yeah, so obviously the Bucks are still looking for that. I, I think Jalen Darden's in the lead, but I think they're they're looking to maybe do some different things, experiment a little bit. And Rashad White's just another uh, another guy there so as you're looking at your screen now uh they're doing red zone work and this is the bucks third team offense 
However, I didn't think the Bucks' first team offense did very well in the red zone. I, they, they struggled. Uh, Brady missed a couple of receivers high. The defense was really applying the pressure there, and it seemed like the Bucks were having a lot of trouble through a couple of bad incompletions, and they just they, they couldn't score. So uh, that that'll need to get worked out. Uh, really quick, uh, Tristan Wirfs. Uh, I know there was some scare. Uh, Tristan Wirfs did leave practice on a cart. However, it was a golf cart. Uh, just cramping up. Uh, there was nothing wrong with Tristan Wirfs. Just, just a cramp in the, in the Florida heat there. Um, so Tristan Wirfs was fine at the end of the day. There's no issues. Todd Bowles even said he's okay. He's just, just cramped up. So I know a lot of fans are worried about that. So, um, And just like we talked about, the longer you play against somebody, I think the more you kind of get tired of it, the same old, same old. And I think that a little bit happened today uh, with Grant Stewart and Josh Wells. Uh, Grant Stewart essentially tackled Josh Wells to the ground uh, after the whistle, and Wells got up and did not appreciate that. There was some pushing and shoving. Uh, Grant Stewart kind of throwing his arms up in the air. Look, those things happen. Uh, those things, it won't be the first and it won't be the last. Um, so those things happen during these practices, and I'm sure they're ready for the Dolphins to come to town next week so they can finally hit somebody with a different helmet on. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is in those types of situations. Thankfully, you know, things were died down pretty quickly, right? There wasn't any big-time fights or anything along those lines, which is always a good thing to see. Like you said, joint practices cannot come soon enough. Going to be a lot of storylines in those joint practices, a lot of different stuff going on, but it is good that the Buccaneers are going to be able to go up against some very different competition. A team that is, you know, pretty good in its own right in the Miami Dolphins. They've added a ton of talent, so that's going to be good experience, I think, for the Bucs, especially for a lot of those younger guys. you got to think that that's going to do nothing but good things for some of these guys' development moving forward. But, Evan, that's it for this training camp review. Everybody, let us know your thoughts and opinions about this down in the comments section below. We would love to hear them. You know, what did you think about all the points that we talked about? And go ahead and subscribe to Evan at the Cannonfire Podcast here on YouTube. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Like we said, we're not going to be at training camp tomorrow, which is unfortunate, but we should still have some more content coming out tomorrow talking about guys like Robert Hainsey and some other stuff going on with the team. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching this video. Hope you all enjoyed. And I will leave you with the rest of this footage. But until then, and as always, guys, we'll see you in the next video or the next live stream. But until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now, and go Bucks.